0: Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable.
1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 763, The Disappearance of the Middle Class by Jacob Lund Fisker of earlyretirementextreme.com. And I am Dan, your host. Welcome back to Optimal Finance Daily, where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. For now, let's get right to our post as we optimize your life. The Disappearance of the Middle Class by Jacob Lund Fisker of earlyretirementextreme.com. Zev pointed me in the general direction of Huffington Post and their posts about the disappearance of the middle class and what they refer to as third world America and what we need to do to save it. As I was reading more and more, I felt more like grabbing someone and shaking them. Scratch that, more compelled to write an answer. Unfortunately, I ran out of space on their site, so here goes. I'll tell you what we need to do. The middle class needs to start by taking a very serious look at itself, because all the problems that the middle class is undergoing could have been prevented by making different choices. The middle class can be divided into consumers and savers or producers. In recent times, consumers have far outweighed savers and producers unlike, say, during more thrifty times, and so the middle class is often confused with consumers. Those of us who belong to the saver-producer side are positively thriving in this economy. The only thing we have to deal with is consumers who keep telling us to buy more stuff because apparently stuff makes you happy. I guess my former neighbors who had so much stuff stored in their garage that they had to park their car in the street must have been supremely happy, irony aside. As a country, America is very productive. There are enough resources to live very well if those resources are spent wisely. We are twice as productive as we were 50 years ago. By all rational means, it should be possible to work only two weeks a month and live perfectly happy lives. Alternatively, it should be possible to work for less than a decade and then retire early. I did just that. You can do just that. Unfortunately, many people did not. They spent their riches without a second thought. Here's the exact problem with middle-class consumers. As a group, it's net negative productive. It takes more than it gives. Despite how hard it works, it consumes more than it produces. It spends more than it earns. It lives above its means. This is possible because banks and credit cards have enabled this behavior through cheap credit. Whether this is the fault of the banking system or the middle class, that is, the creditor or the debtor, is an age-old question. It's like asking who's responsible for murders, the person pulling the trigger or the person giving him the gun. It comes back to personal responsibility. I'm not touching that one with a 10-foot pole in this post. I suspect you know where I stand on this issue. The worst part of it is living in a culture knowing that this didn't have to happen if people would just wake up. I'm middle class. As an academic scientist, I made less than newly graduated college grads in my field for most of my career, with a two-year exception at the end. However, instead of spending my money and going into debt buying the biggest house I could get my hands on, buying a new car and a new TV with the only concern being whether I could make payments and generally maxing out my lifestyle to the best of my ability and to the extent my salary would allow, I saved money. In fact, I saved a lot of money. I lived far below my means. Now, many people don't want to do this. They don't want to give something up. They don't want to sacrifice. That's how they see it. The way I see it, I'm not giving up anything I like. I spend very deliberately. Some people call that pinching pennies. I call it prioritizing and not wasting money. In particular, I don't waste a lot of money on interest and fees because I want to buy something now rather than wait until I actually earn the money. And even then, I only buy things which I'm sure I'm going to use and enjoy. By avoiding interest and fees, I'm getting things 20% cheaper than someone who's carrying a year's worth of spending on their cards. It's curious to me how people don't want to sacrifice yet are perfectly happy to struggle. My goal is tranquility, not instant gratification. As a result, while people were partying it up with home equity loans over the past decade, I was saving. As people are now struggling to make ends meet, I have retired financially independent. We're both middle class. We both made the same income. We just made different choices about whether to spend or whether to save the money. Maybe I understood how to handle my money better than most. Yet whose fault is that? It wasn't for lack of trying to explain the concept of savings, yet it's harder to convince someone who's having fun that maybe they should save a little for a rainy day just in case. It's even harder to convince them to put aside 30% of their income. And if you think that's hard, try convincing someone to save 60% or more than that. Why should they when their house has been appreciating by 30% a year for the past three years? It's like having your own personal ATM machine, right? (sighs) Ugh. When you have two people in similar circumstances with the same options but making different choices and consequently ending up in different places, we should not blame external circumstances. Yet what it seems like now is like the day after the big party. People are hungover and they blame the bartender, in this case, the banks. It's like they completely missed the connection to all the booze, or credit, they were drinking the day before. Like the example in this post at the website LackingAmbition.com, people just don't seem to get it. Maybe it's because for some it was their first real drinking binge, like someone just passing legal drinking age with no experience with alcohol and consequently going overboard rather than learning slowly and being wiser about it. Maybe they should have listened more to their parents or grandparents, just like we could learn a few lessons about money from ours. Sure, we can now stick together and commiserate on our collective headache, but that doesn't solve the booze problem. The bartender or cheap credit is really not a problem if people are not abusing it. It becomes a non-issue. Maybe people need more financial education. It's pretty clear to me that anyone who cares to self-educate about credit and savings, and it's not rocket science, you know, would do just fine as a middle class person. If anything, if the middle class is disappearing as the Huffington Post says it is, it's not because it's being killed off, it's because a group living on credit above its means is simply not viable as a species, not in nature, not in sociology, not in economics. That really shouldn't be surprising to anyone, but apparently it is. We have a long way to go, but until we actually go, this problem will keep repeating itself over and over, getting increasingly worse as long as people are blaming everyone but themselves. You just listened to the post titled The Disappearance of the Middle Class by Jacob Lund Fisker of EarlyRetirementExtreme.com.
0: Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/ofd. That's m-o-n-a-r-c-h-m-o-n-e-y.com/ofd for your extended 30-day free trial.
1: All right, that should do it for another edition of Optimal Finance Daily. Thank you so much for being our regular listener and for subscribing to the show and have a great rest of your day. I'm going to see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.